2: Day. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's your good friend Patrick O'Dowd alongside David Ungar bringing you your Tuesday edition of Chair Shot Radio Hockey Talk here on the Chair Shot Radio Network, a part of the Chairshot.com. where we encourage you to always use your head.
0: TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.
2: And Dave... You shared some articles this week that made me decide, in my mind, we don't need to talk about standings this week because we got some news items that we can do. We can talk trade bait in the NHL as March 21st, by the time this podcast drops, will be exactly two weeks away. And there are some names floating around out there. Dave sent me a hot board of the 16, according to Bleacher Report, I think it was Bleacher Report. Was it Bleacher Report that you said that? Was that uh yeah, the NHL trade block big board. Yeah. Yeah. So we got we gotta talk some block big board uh for the back half of this show, and I think that should be some fun. We're gonna try to get Dave's caps a goalie. Like that's what we need to do. We need to get Dave's caps a goalie, because if you've been listening to this show, that's what he needs. But before we get into all of that, just how you doing, man? How how is your week? last week. Did busy. You, did you play hockey?
4: or well, I watched some of it. I, I you know, I tuned was, in, caught the caps a little bit here and there. Uh just busy at work, the real world and
2: which isn't I got, much I got fun. To them lose. I just gotta stop it. Like I gotta stop watching them. Every time I watch them, they lose, you know, I lose to the Rangers. It's like, God damn it. Like why why do I bother? Yeah, the Rangers and are game, good, man. And I was looking at the standings and I, I do have to I have to say um, they're not going to make the playoffs because right now, if you look at the standings, they're solidly in with nothing to worry about. So I have to continue to talk about how the Blues are going to blow it, because they're they're you know they're, there's always the inevitable decline. Still, like that's the other thing. There's still like two months of season left, man. It feels like it feels like we got forever till we get to the playoffs when we're going to bring back Doctor S'mores and talk some talk some playoff hockey. Yeah,
4: I mean, and- you got the I mean the. Like you're saying, the trade deadline's the big thing coming up, and
2: that's like the right. first day of spring. It's trade, everyone. First spring, that's right. So we'll talk about that in the second segment of the show. But for the first segment, and we'll cover this after the commercial break. We're going to go revisit a topic that dominated our podcast last week, uh, and and that talking about Alex Ovechkin and the impact that the Ukrainian conflict is having on the NHL because it is having a significant impact on the national hockey league and so we'll get to that uh, but first before we do that we are going to take a quick commercial break because that's what we do we got to pay some bills right like that's that's why we're here greg Demarco get all worked up and um i'm also going to be honest it's it's going to be a shorter podcast for us and i say that for us because we, we we're talkers both of us i give you a hard time about how much you talk but i'm a talker too and uh but we got we got we got really important things to do today, we do. everyone. We got bird shit to do today. We do. We've got the we've got the Batman to check out today. And we need to set aside a good three hours for the Batman. We can't be bothered talking hockey too much when we when we've got three hours of the Batman to cover. Am I right?
4: That's right. you are exactly right. I mean, yeah. Batman Batman Trumps all today. So
2: yes. So when we come back, we'll hope that Russian hackers don't mess with my feed like they did last week. Because we're going to talk some more fallout from the Russian invasion of the Ukraine and how that is impacting hockey players here in the NHL. All of that when we come back. You're listening to Hockey Talk on Chairshot Radio, part of the Chairshot Radio Network. Here on the Chairshot.com.
3: You know how to book flights and hotels.
4: with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Promotional consideration
2: paid for by the following.
1: Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services use the promo code chairshot to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net.
2: All right, everyone, welcome back. And and Dave, we're going to play the NHL hockey music for the fun topic, so we'll, we'll hold off uh, on that until the second commercial break cuz that 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 makes more sense to me. It's just too heavy to to be playing playing the ESPN theme song for what we're about to talk about and that is that literally Hours after we finished recording last week's Hockey Talk, where we talked about Alex Ovechkin's statement regarding Vladimir Putin's decision to invade the Ukraine, Russia's you know invasion of the Ukraine, a Hall of Famer, and not just any Hall of Famer, arguably one of the greatest, if not the greatest goaltenders of all time, put out a statement. Dominic Hasek says the NHL... Should not only suspend Alex Ovechkin's contract, but the contracts of all NHL Russian-born athletes. His statement via Twitter, because apparently that's how we release statements now. First of all, he replied to the article that I, that, I don't know if it's the article you shared, but it's an article you share, uh, an article that was shared with o- Ovechkin's statement, um, hoping for the war to end. And Hashik replied with what not only an ableist, a quote, chicken shit, but also a liar. Every adult in Europe knows well that Putin is a mad killer and that Russia is waging an offensive war against the free country and its people. The NHL must immediately suspend contracts. Continued. I also want to write that I am very sorry for those Russian athletes who condemn Vladimir Putin and his Russian aggression in Ukraine. However, at the moment, I also consider their exclusion a necessity. Now, Dominic Hasek is from the Czech Republic, right? You know, making this statement, and it was very like people were like, "Wow, this is pretty bold." It actually got verified. Like, it, it, people were concerned enough th- about the veracity of these tweets that it got confirmed by Dominic Hasek and his people. And so my initial reaction when you sent me this was well that is certainly a take and the other follow up and the other thing we're going to talk about is you know there's a there's an agent for Russian born NHL players this is an article from ESPN uh was dated March 1st that there's a large number the majority of Russian born he, he's a Dan Milstein is the uh, agent for the majority of Russian born players in the league told ESPN that his clients are experiencing disturbing levels of harassment and believes draft-eligible players are already being discriminated against because of Russia's invasion of the Ukraine. So you have Dominic Koshek calling for contracts to be suspended, and it seems, according to this agent, that it's also now impacting players who have nothing to do With Putin and their Ukraine, like if you want to, if you want to harp on Ovechkin's relationship with Vladimir Putin and his admiration, more power to you. That's a valid argument to bring up that the guy is, is widely known as, as a supporter of Vladimir Putin, but it's now starting to filter into people who aren't even in the NHL uh, and are just Russian born players. And as this guy says, we're being set back thirty years. I have players calling me, parents calling me. They're concerned whether they'll be able to play and whether they'll be safe. So, and this agent was born in the Ukraine, was born in Kiev. So, of, of all cities, so the guy knows what's up. So that's a lot, Dave. Yeah, it's uh. Let's and- start. Let's start with Hasek. And your and our response to that. What are your thoughts on that?
4: My thoughts on that are: I get what he's saying. I get where he's coming from. Being a a former member of the Czech Republic, I think it's very narrow-minded and 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 doesn't take into consideration the logistics of everything that we talked about last week. You know, uh, Alex Ovechkin measured his words carefully because, as you noted, and as they, I showed you that video of uh, the you know, the crowd in DC giving him a good ovation the other night and them talking about how his parents, his family, they are still in Russia. So, you know, you, he's walking a fine line between, you know, what he can, his prior support for this guy and what he may or may not really be feeling as are all the people in Russia. I mean, you can't there, I I don't think you're going to get A majority of the Russian people of Russia who are if you talk to them, if you talk to 10 of them, do you support this? I bet you seven of them would say not really, but they would say it on the DL because they wouldn't want anything bad to happen. Uh, But I I get what he's saying. But yeah, I mean, this is this is the problem is that the Russian people are, are held hostage to what this jackass is doing. And now Hasek's like, "Let's suspend all these contracts. let's deprive all these people who have nothing to do with this other than that's where they were born, and that's their nationality. We're going to deprive them of their of their right to make a living, their right to play the right to play the sport they love to support their families to support their friends uh just because of this it it's it's like it's hockey, you know it's one thing when you know you're going after all these oligarchs like the the United States is going in and you're and you're freezing assets and you've got all these crippling sanctions or at least you hope they're crippling but maybe not that's one thing but you know you're talking about going after athletes who really have nothing to do with this whole situation and i i think you know how how is that going to make any difference by punishing innocent russian athletes who have nothing to do with this so that's my my take on it. I, I I get it, you know, well, you know, you're guilty by association, but see, I don't, I just don't buy that. It's 2022. There's been too much of that guilty by association shit for hundreds of years. And I don't buy that in this situation.
2: Right. And, And here's the other thing is Alex Ovechkin is experiencing some financial backlash as it is mass mutual has, has pulled their sponsorship. With him, like he's he's no longer he's he's not associated with that company, and it kind of leads its, itself to a, a greater question about sort of athletics in general, because this isn't the only world stage where there's a question as to the accountability for Russian athletes, and and I think it's it's interesting, like the Olympics, right? Like the Olympics basically allowed Russia to compete without acknowledging the Russian flag. Right, and I can't remember what they said, what they called them during this. The,
4: R- the this. Russian Olympic Committee, or something like that.
2: Right, the ROC, and it's like, well, what the hell does that do other than show, hey, look, these, you know, the country is still being named, still being talked about. You know, we're we're seeing football teams refusing to take the pitch. Ah, uh, to play Russia in World Cup qualifying matches, and there, you know, and there hasn't been a peep from the World Cup. And by the way, folks, if you think you're going to hear anything from FIFA and the World Cup organization regarding Russia, don't hold your breath. Hold your breath. They, uh, FIFA, is notorious for not giving a shit who they associate. See Qatar, like straight up, but
4: horrible
2: regime. But like right. Oh,
4: yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a mess. But on the other hand, F1 pulled the Russian Grand Grand Prix and maybe pulling it permanently, you know, so that's a big deal. That was a a huge event in Russia and now it's gone.
2: And and I do think that there is an argument and because people are like, what is the impact? And it is it's punishing people that have nothing to do with this war in an effort to create an outcry to facilitate an outcry against that war. And put pressure to bear on the government, Vladimir Putin, to benefit, you know, do right by his people, quote unquote, like, and whatever you think, because it's, it's like you entertain, like, there was a lot of people laughing when the WWE, you know, and Peacock were like, no, no WWE network for you, Russia. People are like, oh, that'll show you. But basically what they're doing is they're, they're punishing the population. The only way they know they're punishing Russia. The only way they know they can, which is punishing the population to hopefully generate an outcry. The thing is, is that guy doesn't care. and doesn't listen. That's right. Uh, That's exactly right. And and that is where he's going to go. And that's why I struggle with this because I, and maybe it's just because I just watched the ESPN 30 for 30 of, um, of Miracles and Men, which followed the Russian athletes from the Miracle and Ice team, the team that lost and and got their perspective and their reception. And it's really a fascinating look on how hard those men, uh, and I can't remember the guy's name in particular, but one athlete in particular fought for the rights of Russian players to break free of the Russian regime and play hockey in the NHL. And it's a really great documentary. If you've not seen it, it's on Disney Plus, and you should watch it. But a lot of these athletes, as you noted, Dave, they're they're not they're not puppets for the government. You know what I mean? Like and they're, they're not, not, and they're not members.
4: soldiers either. And I mean, and that's the thing. Right.
2: So it's a, I don't know. It's it's tough. It's 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 just tough for. For me, it's it's tough for me to swallow that you know canceling contracts is right. It's I, I'm not surprised because of the way the world works that folks would be facing threats, hatred because of their nationality. It's what we do as people. Yeah. as bad as that sounds like it's what we do it's happened time and again so yeah.
4: I mean i I say that it's not fair that they're guilty by association but at the same time you are guilty by associate if you have Russian after your name right now uh in most of the world you're going to be looked at as a pariah and and and, and that's unfortunate but that's hey, just the way you it is
2: you've made a bed there I get it even more like I, like for as much as as much as I, I don't know that he's really as responsible as, as we think, Alex Ovechkin has made his bed pretty hard with that. And, and so I get he should be scrutinized, he should be called out. I do think that at some point, unless he makes a stronger statement, this is what he's going to face. Like, I don't think he's going to have his contract suspended. But I think you're going to hear other voices call him out because, he, as you've noted, he's probably the most famous Russian athlete on the planet, period. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and so and that comes with the burden. And, and I know it upsets him. Like, yeah, I agree that video. Like, I know it's weighing on him. Well, and so it's, it's kind of the balls in his court with that side of it.
4: No, you're, you're right. And the, in the video Pat's referring to is, uh, the other night, the Capitals actually won and, uh, Ovechkin scored a goal and the crowd chanted, chanted his name. And you could see how it, it, the whole thing is really weighing on him where he was looking like he was wiping away tears. And, and it's great that the crowd in DC still supports him, um, and, and is looking at this from a different perspective, but yeah, it, it can't, it can't be easy for him. Um, just. You know, it, it's it's a terrible situation and it gets worse literally every day. You watch the news and it just keeps getting worse over there and, and
2: right. no end in sight. I mean, when things like ceasefires are lies like it's it's a horrible, horrible thing. And so. All right. I think we'll we'll put a pause on the Russian invasion of Ukraine talk for a while and get back to some more traditional hockey stuff. But if there's any sport that this really does impact the NHL is one that it really impacts.
4: Yeah, um, as, as far as American sports cuz it's the most international of of the big 4. Um I mean right. ML, MLS might feel it a little bit as well, um but not like the NHL does.
2: Right. And, and the other sports that I see that are that are very heavily impacted by by this are tennis, um and football, soccer. For for those for those of the unwashed. So All right, we're going to take a commercial break, and then we're going to talk about this list of free agents and play a little uh, game with a few of the names here because I think that might be fun for you, Dave. we got to find you a goalie, and we're going to try to work on that when we come back. You are listening to hockey. Oh, shoot. Before I do the recorded commercials, I almost forgot. It is my duty to remind you that if you enjoy the podcasting work that we do here on the chair shot radio network on the chairshot.com and you want to support us the best way to do that is to head over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and invest in a chair shot radio shirt and we have all our chair shot.com shirt and we have all kinds of great shirts and designs out there for you to choose from I always go through the greatest hits of, of shirts that I like I own too. I own my own show's shirt, and sometimes I'm the guy who wears the shirt to the concert uh, of the band he's going to go see. Uh, I also own my favorite statement in wrestling, hashtag save tag team wrestling, a futile endeavor, but one I believe in. We have tons of other great designs that are out there, and we're adding new designs all the time, things that will help us get our name and our brand out there. And we want you to wear it loud and proud and support us by heading over to pro wrestling tees forward slash the chair shot and investing in a shirt. You can get it in a standard style for $19.99 or for a few dollars more. If you're feeling fancy, want something that feels nice on your giblets, get it soft style and really strut your stuff again. We greatly appreciate your support. We love putting content out for you each and every, single, every day of the week. And the best way to help us keep making that quality content and sending it out there to you is to head over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and invest in the shirt. When we come back, we try to find Dave a goalie and talk some trade targets. You're listening to Hockey Talk here on The ChairShot Radio Network, a part of the TheChairShot.com. <laughs>
0: This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshop.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything progressing. Make sure you check it out, thechairshop.com.
2: Music has played. Feel a little bit better because we're going to talk trade deadline. Like I mentioned, the trade deadline is coming up March twenty first. Two weeks from when this podcast drops, and Dave and I, I like in in regards to our teams. Dave and I like Dave's got some bigger needs, I think, than I do. Over on over on my end, with the, I think my blue notes are probably going to stand pat. Maybe make a minor move here or there. Nothing, nothing too big. Dave needs a goalie, and Dave shared with me this Bleacher Report article of 16 names to pay attention to as we get closer and closer. And Now we're getting into crunch time. One name we've already talked about: Chicago Blackhawks. Mark Andre Fleury experiment has not gone the way that they hoped. He seems to be a name that is out there and available. But then, you know, there was some concern, it sounds like, from, from Marc-Andre Fleury about about joining the Caps. So there's another name that showed up. Young man, currently between the pipes for the New York Islanders, Simeon Varlamov. Who's not Dave. so young. Yes, I was being funny. Dave! Your thoughts? Either of these goalies. He's only thirty three. He's not like old
4: old like no, he's um. My thoughts on the on the goaltending thing right now is I I don't see Flurry. I think there's a better chance Flurry ends up back in Vegas than he ends up in Washington right now. Um, that just seems to be there's been there's been some inquiry about him and there didn't seem to be a lot of interest from what I've heard from uh you know Russian machine never breaks that sort of I, geez talk about somebody who probably needs to think about changing their damn name um that's <laughs> that that poor website's probably getting hit uh but uh, Simeon Varlamov was a guy who played for the caps previously was uh came in like in in the series against um I think it was the Rangers a couple years ago where they were down 3 to 1 and and came back and won now you know i know he had a rough game seven against pittsburgh that year but he's obviously been around with a lot of different teams and i think he would add a lot of stability to the caps in net um with the caps you know what i didn't realize until the other night is that Vtech vanacek has been hurt since the beginning of beginning of february and no just huh no excuses.
2: i said no excuses
4: well, it, it, it when he came back, he stopped what thirty six shots, got a shutout. So maybe he actually is he should be considered the number one goalie. Ilya Samsonov is is just a train wreck. So I would be fine with them having Varlamov and and um and Vanacek as the goaltending duo. I don't think it's a solution. It's not it's not an elite level goaltender like Sorokin or somebody like that. But yep. it, I think Varlamov adding him. Is a big upgrade over Samsonoff right now, and and you know that. So I think that would be a good. I don't see Flurry as much as I'd love for him to go to Washington. I I just it just seems like there's too many obstacles for that to actually happen. Whether it's I don't want to play for my former rival or something else entirely, I don't know. But I did want to throw one name out. Rumors coming around that the Colorado Avalanche have uh, made inquiries into Patrick Kane from Chicago. Which oh. just makes them ridiculously even better. Um, but I think well, he doesn't ex- go ahead. Who's
2: hoisted the cup? So I, I, I think that like that's an experienced guy who's hoisted the cup. Like you know he's not he's not necessarily going to move the offensive. I mean he's still really really good. But I would want him more just for his experience than anything. Like that guy, I hate that guy. I hate playing that guy. He's so good. Well, you
4: raised the I, great first... point though is that he's a guy with experience who's raised the cup a few times. And and that's yep. what Colorado has missed the last couple of years, is that veteran leadership experience that can get them over the hump. I mean, they are by far and away the best team in the NHL right now. And, and, and that's been the case, as we've said numerous times on this show, regular season dominance does not equate to postseason success. They would be, I, I think, adding a guy like Kane is one of those missing pieces that really makes them a a different team entirely. So I know Patrick has said, Patrick Kane has said he doesn't want to leave Chicago. I get it. I wouldn't be surprised to see that deal go down. If Colorado is really going all in and all indications are that that's where they're going, that's a move that they really need to make.
2: I mean, it's a surprising, it's a surprising conversation piece to me just because He's very synonymous with the Blackhawks. Very similar to like what you would talk about with Sidney Crosby and the Penguins, right? Like you just you hate the guy because he's so quintessential Penguin. Patrick Kane, to me, has always he's. I mean, from the from the moment he's skating, you know, skated up from juniors, he's been a Blackhawk, and so it would surprise me. And it'll take probably a little. Yep, the dogs agree. Uh, but it would take I, I think it would take a, a decent price tag maybe not a, a thoroughly expensive price like because his worth isn't like he's not he's no spring chicken no uh so like he he can't be that expensive but i I could see you know it's it, i could see I could still see being overpaid to pick him up just because of who the blackhawks are and you know and and that's a that's a big piece in and a piece that they they would hate to lose. Um, so running through this list of like 16 names, a couple of names that intrigued me that I want to get your thoughts on, uh, for me, Jake DeBrusque for the Bruins, uh, you know, one at 25 in a team that is not by any stretch of the imagination out of the hunt. What are your thoughts on that idea of Jake DeBrusque possibly being mate? Yeah.
4: DeBrusque has wanted to trade since the season started, hasn't he? And, and it just has not materialize yeah i mean he wanted to trade three months ago um i yeah i Put mean a, maybe but get, i just don't see them a, moving him
2: The contending
4: frost and Bruins team yeah i mean like, they're they're like, in seventh right yeah they're they're in the seventh spot right now in the east um i i they'd have to get a good price for them and you figure if if it hasn't happened yet then, yeah, I know the pressure of the trade deadline makes teams do crazy things, but I I just I don't see DeBrusque going anywhere. I mean, he seems to fit in pretty well with that team. Maybe he's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. I mean, if Boston's really concerned that he's just going to bail, they won't get anything for him, then maybe they trade him. Uh, but I right now, it's like something's going on with Jake DeBrusque. You figure they would have had him out of there a long time ago and get some— get new teammates in to get them acclimated sooner. But right now it seems like there just hasn't been for whatever reason, the, the demand for him that you would might, that you might expect from a player of his caliber.
2: So, sorry, th- I'm going to bring up a name that's not on this list. Cause you talked about people who want trades um, and, and never got them. Vladimir Tirasenko has been quiet. Like he's been good for Illinois, but I'd be really surprised <laughs> if
4: anything I don't happens think
2: with him at all. i don't think they're I, we're, they're playing to again it's kind of like the boston bruins argument like i don't i like i don't see it i just don't see it because they're you're you're a contender and you your team is playing well you know you take DeBrusque out of boston and i i mean that's the it's the bergeron to marshan line which i hate that line because fuck brad marshan he's a piece of shit and should die not really i don't want anybody to really die Chairshot radio does not endorse the death of professional hockey players unless it's brad marshan i mean no not unless it's part of brad marshan that's that's patrick O'Dowd not speaking um i don't know i don't know were there any names on this list that that intrigued you um anybody that scares you going somewhere else um Kind
4: of. I think the team that I'm watching the most right now, as far as trade activity, is probably the Vancouver Canucks because yeah. they've got J.T. Miller and they got Bruce Boser. Is that who? Yeah, Brock yeah. B- Brock Boser. I'm sorry. Brock, um, yeah. J- J.T. Miller is kind of like DeBruss. They've been talking about moving him most of the year. Um, Vancouver has been, ever since Bruce Boudreau took over, has been playing much better. And, and you look at the standings. I know we're going to talk about them. They're not exactly out of it. Um, so they're in a tough spot where it's like, do we really think we can make a run to make the playoffs? Yeah, Probably not. Um, JT Miller going to anybody in the Eastern Conference would cause me great consternation, especially like I've heard possibly Boston as a destination for him, which makes just... You know, You're yeah, I it's just like why? You know, why why them? I, I, mean, I guess I could say better than Pittsburgh. Um but
2: you know yeah, Well's got some help coming back soon too, anyway. Like they got
4: Yeah, they uh, do. They got uh who's the guy who's
2: uh Yeah, I was about to pull it up. <laughs> yeah
4: I know it's it's one of their it's one of their better players that's uh oh uh Bluger, Teddy Blueger. Yeah. He's coming Teddy, back.
2: Jaw surgery. Yeah. Um so I, I just love hockey because like Jaw surgery is like season-ending in you know, other sports and hockey. It's like, ah, oh, we fixed it.
4: Yeah. Broken nose, going to keep you out for three weeks and anything else, he's back on the bench.
2: A, a broken nose is just an upper body injury, that's, that's
4: all. That's right. Uh, you know, speaking of injuries, I did want to mention uh, and, and kind of throw this out there, wishing him nothing but a speedy return. Carl Hagelin of the Caps had a, apparently a very serious eye injury uh, in, at the last shift of practice the other day. He's out indefinitely. He's caught a lot of shit from Caps fans this year, but the guys put in work and I'm sorry, he's not going to score 36 goals like Ovi does, but give the guy a break. But um, I digress. Yeah. I, JT Miller and Brock Boeser are the ones from Vancouver that I look at. I, I just, I'm not 100% sure of where Vancouver's mindset is. Are they full on sell mode? If they really think they've got a shot at making the playoffs, Then, you know, the other, uh, you know, there's two other names and I'll turn it back to you. And I know we got to wrap this up. The Philip Forsberg situation in Nashville is fluid.
2: That's true. But it seems like it's cooled off a little bit.
4: Yeah, because they're they're saying they want to keep him. The guy who could make a huge impact if he goes is Claude Giroux from the Flyers. And the Phillies going nowhere this year. And and Giroux, I think, is their captain. And I think, you know, he's a guy who could really help. You know, you talk about teams like Colorado who need veteran leadership. You talk about teams like Vegas who could use a little bit more veteran. They got Jack Eichel, who's playing very well since he came back. Yep. Um, you know, you look at teams, okay, who needs a captain? You know, you're not going to come in and be a captain, but you add him to a roster. You put him on the blues. I know he wouldn't be the captain, but he would add a lot to a team like okay. St. Louis.
2: Well, I do think if I were to ask for one more thing, one more score, please. You can never have enough. And sport.
4: he he can be that a veteran leadership who can score. Um, So, Absolutely. yeah, I, I think those, that those are the ones I'm kind of that jump to mind to me as like ones, the guys out of Vancouver, Giroux, Forsberg's an interesting situation. Elite level players don't
2: come up all that often. Absolutely. And so here's what's going to happen, folks. So next week, Dave's already told me he's out for next week. So two weeks from this show, though, I think we got to do a trade deadline special, even if it's two days in front of when the trade deadline expires. I'm I'm with
4: you. I mean, it's going to be, what is it? That's going to be the 19th? And will
2: probably, yeah. And there will probably be new moves to react to anyway. So I think it's going to be reaction and we'll be talking some zero hours. So I think we have already easily booked our next show and I'm going to see if Dr. S'mores can get on for that show and see if he wants to be on a trade deadline special. Cause that seems like that could be fun. What do you think? I think we should do I think it's a great idea. See
4: how his uh what kind of moves his hurricanes. What what his hurricanes
2: are gonna do. Cool. But as you noted, we are under a deadline as it is twelve forty eight Eastern time and my movie starts in less than an hour. I gotta go catch the Batman. I'm gonna order my snacks online ahead of time, have them there ready for when I get there to pick up. But Dave, before we get out of there out of here, out of there, before I head to the movie theater, tell everybody where they can find you out there in the Twitterverse and on the ChairShot Radio Network.
4: You can find me on the Twitterverse at AttitudeAg, that is at AttitudeAgg, and on Facebook.com slash AttitudeOfAggression.
2: That's right. And you can follow me on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Hockey Talk in two weeks. We will do our trade deadline special talking all the moves that have actually happened and all the moves we still want to happen. Thank you for listening this week. Talk to you next time on Hockey Talk, part of the Chairshot Radio Network here on the Chairshot dot com